0: guys I guess you guys caught me at like a weird time because I'm constantly well I know I'm doing this at a weird time because I'm constantly doing uploads now well actually I've been working on editing a few of them and then putting them out so I'm sorry if it seems like I'm always on uh the podcast right now I kind of go into these like mania modes I gotta stop doing that but like one minute I'll be like focusing a lot on my Funko videos which I will get back to very, very soon. I have a few videos to upload to, uh, my YouTube channel. I even went to, uh, Las Vegas recently and did some filming there. So I'm going to go ahead and post those pretty soon, but I don't know. I love coming on here and just talking to you guys and just talking about things I like to talk about. Um, really serious issues or, you know, just fun stuff. And this is a fun sub, e- uh, fun sub episode. So growing up in the nineties was an awesome, awesome time. I really do feel like I have, as far as like entertainment goes, you know, towards kids and stuff, the best generation. I know that's a lot. I know that's heavy. I know there's people who grew up before me that are ready to fight and people who grew up after me that are ready to fight. Um I understand. But I don't care. No. (laughs) I get you. But no honestly, I, you know, I grew up in the nineties and like I was born in eighty nine. And so I spent majority of the nineties being able to, you know, Grow up as a kid, process what I watched and stuff. And I did notice that in the 90s, there were a lot of like eerie shows, kid shows, eerie kid shows, I guess. You know, I grew up watching things like, you know, Unsolved Mysteries with my mom and um, Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction and uh even so like so Tales of the Crypt was almost like a no no in my house. Not that like you couldn't watch it, um I didn't. It was a no-no for me. And we didn't watch it very often. I, I watched a lot of horror movies. I'm like, dude, I probably watched The Exorcist when I was like six or seven years old. It has, it still messes with me, you guys. I still hate that movie. And I've seen it several. I've seen it eh, probably less than five times because I hate it. I hate it. It still scares the crap out of me. I don't like movies about possession and particularly that film. Nothing that I've seen outside of that movie has scared me to that level. I just, I I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. I think it's because she's a kid, right? I don't know. And now that I've seen other films, I always constantly, like, you know, obviously now movies about, you know, demonic possession with kids is, it's kind of a regular because of that movie. It's kind of something you see all the time. So, I think that's what, like, that movie kind of set the standard of kids getting possessed in movies and and crap. Now I'm like, eh, Um, I can watch it. But that one, no, I I still hate it to this day. I think the makeup was done. The makeup, the voice, everything about, like, honestly, that's, it's flawless work because it sticks with you, right? That's what makes it flawless is that it's, like, even, I mean, it was done in the 60s and I'm still freaking out. I'm still just like, that's a no-go. But it's is—it's flawless work. And that, like, it's something, and I know there's going to be, like, a remake coming up pretty soon. Eh, whatever. Like, I'm not messing with that either, to be honest. But I'm still saying, like, that's flawless work. It kind of reminds me of Sleeping Beauty. And it was, I don't know who it was. I read an article in Entertainment Weekly, like this is like 10 years ago, where this director was talking about some of his all-time favorite films. And he did mention The Exorcist and Sleeping Beauty. And I get it because of the fact that like for me, Sleeping Beauty is the greatest animated film of all time because everything you see, every single thing you see is hand-drawn animation. It's not something that was done on a computer. It's it's completely done. Like actual artists had to go in there and draw everything by hand, sell by cell. The ink and paint department was working overtime. You know, it took six million dollars to make Sleeping Beauty. And it shows it's a it's a phenomenal film. Even if you don't like the story or whatever, I don't care. I'm talking about the animation, right? I'm not talking about the story, even though I love the story. I'm talking about the animation. The animation is flawless, it's gorgeous. And I've never seen anything like it before or after. Now there have been great other great animated films. There have been, but not to that quality, not to that extent, and not hand-drawn like that. I could be wrong. There might be something I haven't seen, and that's fine. Um, I do like The Thief and The Cobbler. I think that's a really great animated film as well with animation, but to me, there's nothing as beautiful as The Beauty. And with The Exorcist, to me, there's nothing as scary because the makeup, right? The the makeup, the design, the way that they did that film, and so it sticks out in my head. Um, anyway, so... I want to talk about eerie and creepy shows growing up in the 90s and for us 90s kids because there were quite a few of them and kind of sort of their impact on me and I think on culture and I have to talk about the first one which is Are You Afraid of the Dark? So Are You Afraid of the Dark started in 1990 and it actually ran until 2000. I think they like brought it back, whatever, kind of switched kids in and out of the show. Um... And I remember growing up, like, that was like, because for me, even though I had, I had grown up with horror films and stuff, like, I still was afraid. I was, I was afraid of my own shadow. I was afraid of the dark. I still hate the dark, to be quite honest with you. Um, I was, I was afraid of all these things, right? But I still watched them. And like I said, Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, uh, The Twilight Zone, I watched that on occasion. The Night Gallery, I love The Night Gallery. The Night Gallery, um, uh, let's see. What I skipped, oh, unsolved mysteries. Like, unsolved mysteries, like that little jingle, like when it would play on Lifetime, I used to get so scared. But I would watch it. I would cuddle up to my mom. Like, I'm like five, six. I would cuddle up to my mom on the couch and I would watch it. And I liked it because she liked it. But there was a bit like, Even that show had, like, a foreboding thing. The the narrator's voice or the the main guy's voice was so deep and kind of foreboding. And some of the stories were more supernatural, so I liked it. Um, But for kids, you know, we had Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I was on Nickelodeon. And that show, dude, that show changed everything for me, right? Because I remember on so many occasions when they would ever, like, when they would show, like, the, the trailers for upcoming episodes... I would run out of the room screaming because I was terrified. Because I mean, it's it's cra- It's like what happens now on YouTube, right? I actually, I watch a lot of Disneyland like sing-along videos, you know, sometimes on YouTube and I would just want like a Disney fix, I'll watch like a sing-along from my childhood, whatever. And every now and then, I'll get like a trailer for a new horror movie coming out and I'm like what the heck like this doesn't this doesn't belong here a few years ago actually YouTube would show like trailers of the nun and it would be like a five second trailer of her face and it never freaked me out but one of my friends told me like dude I saw this trailer for this I was watching something Disney and the nun comes up and like it freaked her out, and I'm like, rightfully so. That's that's scary, and it's completely out of place. But that's how it would be. I'd be sitting there watching you know, Nickelodeon. They'd show me like a, a an ad for a cool new toy, an episode for a brand new show. Like you know what's going on for, for Friday or Saturday night, whatever. Like I think it was like Snick at night, or am I saying that right? I don't know. But they would show that, and then they would show like an episode of like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like a trailer for it, and I would just freak out one episode that freaked me out the most that I'm still like I don't it doesn't scare me now but I I totally understand my kid brain as a 32 year old man now I understand my 4 or 5 year old brain by the way I used to run out of the room when they would show trailers for Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes on channel 5 and like I would say a year later, it became my favorite show. I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, that helped me conquer so many of my fears when I was a kid. And that's why I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I love the character of Buffy is because that show really helped me, like, face deep like, face my demons. Face demons, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, face what goes bump in the night. Um, Sometimes. Sometimes I'm still very scared. Anyway, so... <laughs> But yeah, and, and she was pint sized. So I'm like, this little pint size, you know, powerhouse can do this. I can do this. I think Sarah Massanto was about the same height as me. I think we're both like like in the early mid-fives, I think. Anyway, um, and a lot of my personality in middle school and high school, I channeled Buffy. So I was like very like bubbly and ditzy, and but also like don't mess with me, sort of kind of. You know what I mean? That's that's how I felt like I was. Anyway, getting back to what I'm saying here, but no, um, there's one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark that makes me just like it made me cringe as a kid and as an adult, I still get it. That for me is going to be the silver bullet, I think it's called. Silver something. It's I think it's a bullet. Is it silver? Or is that a ride? Is that a ride at it not? It, it's the silver something. What is it? the silver crap? I'm gonna look it up. You know, I, I hate being like Wrong or give you guys like wrong information. It's like the silver something though. Um, by the way, I just tried to call Radio Disney again, Robert, in case you are listening, and I got nothing but a dial down. Okay, so here we go. Um, let's see, are you in the dark? I have to spell the whole thing. It's quite a long thing. All right, I, I think it's called the Quicksilver. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna split silver and see what I get. There's Silver Sight, Silver Servant what no silver spoon shut up that's on the thing um it's quicksilver right is that what it is it's something about quicksilver are you afraid of the dark oh, I just like I'm sorry I'm not good at this um something about quick there we go quicksilver yeah and it's an episode with actually Tatian ali she's in it and I think she's a ghost I think she's haunting this boy in this episode I think that's what's going on um, do not quote me because I don't know, but I think that's what's happening. And I want to see, I'm going to look at the image. I want to see his face. I went, yep, there's the face. Yep, there's the guy. Dude, like, okay, growing up, I was like terrified of the uh, the, the Michael Jackson music video for Thriller. I hated that video. I was like, nope, 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 nope. I don't do that video. Like I hated it up until like my teen years. And I hated cemeteries. I like I grew up with the original Night of the Living Dead. My dad would play it like you know quite often actually and i hated that movie cuz black and white movies used to scare the crap out of me i love them now but as a child like a little child black and white films scared the crap out of me and like not all of them obviously but like black and white horror films oh my gosh and like you know at the time that they were out like you look at them now and you're thinking like these are cheesy but at the time that they were coming out, they were super scary, right? And it's kind of how some people feel about like movies like The Exorcist and The Omen now, where it's like now people are like, Oh, I'm used to movies like this, but back in their day, they were like making people fall out, faint, check their kids for marks on their heads. Like they were big deals, right? So, like as a kid, I can kind of understand why I was afraid of these things because they were so they were scary for the people like they were meant to be scary they were scary for the people of their time and um but yeah but those those things used to scare me and so michael jackson's stiller video used to scare the crap out of me and you know i mean looking back at it now it's a genius video It's out, like michael jackson if you say one thing if i can say one thing about him it's, it's visual genius he was able to create some of the best iconic music video. Thriller being probably the biggest one in my opinion because it's so you know it, it's just I mean every now and then I'll see like a Thriller esque video someone will try to put out and it doesn't it just it no it doesn't even compare because the work right it's it's an actual movie sort of it's a story and Michael Jackson was really good at that he was really good at telling stories with his music that's why his music sold, sold so many records because they weren't just videos, they were movies, they were like full on experiences. And you know, we even to this day, we still don't have artists who quite do Beyonce does like the visual album thing and all that stuff, but it's not the same as I mean I guess I guess uh her Lion King effort is is like that. I should it's I loved it. I thought it was great. But like I don't know like the way michael did it was just it was just different it was so cool and so unique and it's awesome and we still don't have like you would think in today's day and age we would have more of that we don't have more of that we just don't And i think it's budget and things cost more and all that stuff but we don't have that like anyway but yeah i mean uh, the reason why i brought up thrillers because that's kind of what it reminds me of when i see the face of the guy from the Quicksilver episode it's just scary and again it's something that like when you're watching a little kids show and you're a kid and you're just like you know in your room and you know you're playing with your toys and you're like oh nick williams got a new episode of something and then all of a sudden you see this face it's like, what's up you know it just makes you throw down the toys and that was my my instant reaction when i was a kid no matter what it was was whatever you have in your hand throw it down and run <laughs> scream and run was my <laughs> initial reaction to, I was a fat kid but uh, let me tell you this fat kid when he was scared he could move okay when he was scared he could move I would be gone I wouldn't tell nobody nothing I'm that person I'm not a good friend because <laughs> if someone's chasing us you gonna be the last to know sis you are gonna be the last to know <laughs> because I'll be gone I have no time to tell you nothing I really don't there was there was a time when I was in school I think it was like elementary school I I think it was like fifth grade and we were putting things up for like the school dance or whatever and um I forgot what happened but something oh I think it was like one of the like like banner things was falling and I like I looked at it real quick because I'm like I know everybody sees this is like tilted right like it's gonna fall and, like, I'm looking at everybody like they're crazy, right? And so I see it, and it starts falling, and I just take off. I didn't have time to tell you to move. I didn't have time to tell you to run. I was just gone because I'm like, it's not going to hit me. That's for sure, right? <laughs> so I leave the room, and everybody's looking at me like, but you could have said something to the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, nobody got hurt, but, like, you know, you could have. And they're like, on, like, you you, two seconds. I'm like, I don't have time for that. Like, it's you or me, if you, like, look, everybody saw the problem right I mean I've done that to friends before like we have been out somewhere and I was like I see some shady going down and I'm I always give them a look like are you are you about to okay bye like I, I don't have time like if you don't because I'm sorry but if you're not where I'm at mentally you gotta go I, I don't have time I because I'm worried about me right if you make it out too that's fine hopefully you do because you drove so I need you to be alive but if not throw me the key sis I'll get home don't worry about it like but I have no time to say. I just don't. I really don't. Like, I'm sorry. In that situation, it's kind of you or me. And if that thing was... That banished thing was going to fall, it was going to hit somebody. And that somebody's not going to be me. I can't help it. Okay, bye. But that's just how I was. It's just like, run. No time for the BS. Anyway, so we can regroup later. But no, like, that episode scared the crap out of me. And, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark was one of those shows. Like I said, it was really groundbreaking. Because after Are You Afraid of the Dark, the response to that show, right, was... Oh, kids like eerie things. Okay, and that's that. Kids like eerie things. Okay, let's give them more strange and mysterious things. And then the following year, um, in 1991, came the show Eerie Indiana. Now, I love Eerie Indiana. Um, they actually starred the guy who played Max Dennison in Hocus Pocus, uh, the kid who played that, the, that character, and. It was, I think, like a one-season deal, but it was such a good show. And it wasn't always, like, scary. And same thing with with Are You Afraid of the Dark. It wasn't always necessarily scary. Some episodes were just kind of more strange than scary. But um, it was definitely a fun show that I think kind of competed with Are You Afraid of the Dark. I think both aired on Nickelodeon. If not, I think one might have aired on fox kids which is probably Erie, indiana because i know are you afraid of the dark was like nickelodeon for sure um but so that ran from 1991 to 1992 and then they brought it back uh, but i'll talk about that later uh, and so then came in 1995. The response to both those shows was a show called Goosebumps. Now, of course, there's shows like Alex Mack and the Jersey from Disney that have like strange happenings in them, but not necessarily scary, just more quirky and, and you know, sometimes goofy stuff. But then you had the show Goosebumps and Goosebumps was a powerhouse that ran from 1995 to 1998. And that was, you know, obviously based off of books of like from R.L. Stein, who was like the kid version not he wasn't a kid but he was like the kid's version of like Stephen King right like he wrote so many R.L. Stein's pumped out so many Goosebumps novels it's still insane to me because I had in my childhood in my lifetime like well at that time I'd never seen an author come out with like so many books and my cousin uh my cousin Kyle shout out to you Kyle if you're ever listening because I love you I miss you so much um he was an avid reader so he would read like all the Goosebumps books man and that was like I mean Harry Potter was a big book series of my time but Goosebumps was I mean there's nothing that compares to me when it comes to Goosebumps because he was able to pump out these books like nothing there was always a new Goosebumps book and there were like over a hundred they were like Pokemon there were like over a hundred of them there were so many stories and I hated reading when I was really when I was really really little I hated reading which is funny because I right now but I I hated reading and Goosebumps were one of the first Goosebumps and the books like they were called like Cam Jensen it's about this girl who like She, I think her name's Cam Jensen I think that's her name but uh, she would see things and she would take pictures in her mind of what she sees and there would always be a mystery and she'd have to solve it I love those books I haven't even looked those books up since I was a kid but I'm gonna look them up those were great books that should be like movies I guess i like Nancy Drew but I like them better Um, but yeah so I grew up reading Goosebumps and there were so many novels and it was great because Goosebumps like not only were they books you could watch them on TV because they got a TV show in 1995 and that really set the bar even higher are you afraid of the dark Had some really really creepy episodes and i know there's some fans who argue that are you afraid of the dark is scarier and like i'm not really gonna argue with you on that because to be to be quite honest my memory of are you afraid of the dark episodes is kind of like it's very slim there're only a few episodes that stand out to me there's like one with the clown as well i think there's like the one where the girl's like turning into a doll only a few of them really stand out in my memory because i've like i over time didn't watch that much with goosebumps and it was also well it was it came out in like nineteen what nineteen ninety. I was like one in nineteen ninety. So I mean I'm not gonna remember that. Again, yeah, there was syndication, but that only went on for so long with Are You Afraid of the Dark? And by the time they did like the nineties are all that thing, I wasn't really tuning in that often to see those those episodes. So I haven't seen a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I can admit that, but I've seen at least like ten episodes of that show. Goosebumps, however, I have watched that entire saga more than once i love goosebumps and again i read the book that's what made it different from are you afraid of the dark i read the books of goosebumps as well um so it's like you had different references you had the show and then you had the books and the books were always scarier to me but obviously you know there's like a hundred like two three hundred page book versus like a 30 minute special or sometimes it'd be like an hour depending on which which, uh, story it was (laughs) and with goosebumps we had the haunted mask series which is like I can, I I really could do like I probably should around around Halloween time. I might do like like episodes. I might do like little podcast episodes talking about these different entities. Um, like you know, Goosebumps talking about some of my favorite episodes and kind of going in depth about them. But my favorite ones by far were like the Haunted Mask, uh, at least the one and two. I think. Um, I loved the Ghost Next Door. That is one of my favorite books from Goosebumps. I Love that. And The Headless Ghost, I think, is my favorite one. There's, like, Ghost Beach. There's all these other things, too. But I think The Headless Ghost is, like, my all-time favorite one. I don't know why. I, the cover of The Headless Ghost, even, I thought, like... I remember growing up, the reason why I, I liked that story was because I thought the boy and the cover was cute, if I'm being quite honest. And I remember at the time that I would read those books, like, um, at the time that I was reading those books, Aaron Carter was, like, a big deal. So I would always envision him being, like the boys in these books i don't i know that's weird but i would always like envision him being like when i read the ghost next door i i envisioned aaron carter as the character of seth um when i read the the headless ghost i envisioned him as the headless ghost i was that kid i don't know that was just me but i would always like use celebrity references at the time because i was always into like celebrity, So i would always use like maybe i thought it was Devin sawa from casper and uh now and then, I think that's why I thought the headless ghost was actually—that's a lie. It wasn't Aaron Carter; it was him. Um, but I always like would like like in my when I would read, I would always like envision like a celebrity that I like familiar face that I would know being those characters. That's just how I was. But, um, yeah, no, I love The Headless Ghost. And also with with Goosebumps is, like, a lot of the the, the graphic, like, there were some graphic, like, deaths in Goosebumps, right? Like, there were some, like, scary episodes. Like, it were books, but when you read the book, you're just like, what the heck? Like, this kid's getting his head chopped off. This other one's getting his head ripped off. Um, this girl's turning old I mean there were like like this person disappearing like there was a lot of like whoa like you know in those books I mean Are You Afraid of the Dark again had those those things too but again I grew up more with goosebumps from memory because there was a book and there was there were shows where Are You Afraid of the Dark came out when I was very very small so my memory of that like Erie Indiana was uh, it was really I remember from childhood like actual memories from childhood very vaguely I remember that show. It wasn't until I was about eight or nine that I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this show when I was really, really little about this boy on a bike from Hocus Pocus, and then like over the years, I tried to get as much information about Erie, Indiana as I could, um, and that's kind of what got me back into it <laughs> over time. Uh, next thing is going to be this show. Oh, by the way, I think this one's ran on Fox Kids, so was that. The next thing is going to be in 1999 Disney had a response to a lot of these scarier kind of kids shows or these supernatural ones anyway and they came up with a show called So Weird which ran from 1999 to 2001 which is funny because my friend Robert uh I'm doing the same night as our podcast Robert but you mentioned So Weird tonight and you had no idea that I was doing this podcast but like that's that show is actually what is centered around this particular podcast and what i want to get into in this episode more than the other ones is so weird because you know for me i loved nickelodeon as a kid but when i started to really like get into disney like i was always into disney more than nickelodeon but when i really got into disney was around the age of like eight or nine where i would like i stopped watching nickelodeon pretty much because i just stopped kind of caring about it and like you know i would always like There was at one point I was living with my relatives for a little while and I was only allowed to watch so much television. So I had to choose between, like when I was living at home with my parents, I was able to watch whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. But living with, you know, my cousins at the time, there were, you know, three of them. So each one of them wanted to watch TV too. So I had to choose. And I mean, I watched Cartoon Network with my cousin because that's what he liked to watch, but I had to choose when I had TV time. And it was always Disney. Disney was my first choice. Nickelodeon would be like, If nothing good was on Disney, then I would watch Nickelodeon, but it was always, pretty much always Disney. So they had so weird. And I remember Loving so weird. I loved it. Like, my mom was, like, a Mackenzie Phillips fan, sort of. And it was, like, a big comeback show for her because, you know, she had personal struggles she was going through. So, um, again, I was always in the world of celebrity. I love celebrities. So I would always listen to, like, celebrity gossip crap. And so I knew that it was a big show for Mackenzie Phillips to come back on. And it was cool because she was playing a a singer. She's she's a singer in the show. And she's going on tour with her two kids, which are Fiona uh, Phillips and her son, Jack or Jack Phillips, I think Jackson is his real name, uh, Jack Phillips and then there was like a father but he's not in the show and they have like she has like, a tour manager and his wife and they have a son named Clue and the boy named Clue is played by Eric Von Dettler, you guys know him from Princess Diaries, I believe he's in the show Recess for like at least a few episodes I think um, he's also in the movie Brink of course he plays in that show with the guy who plays Jack um, but yeah there's uh but um, they're in that show together. And yeah, like the first two seasons are about a girl named Fiona. And she, uh, again, has like supernatural like sensitivity. She sees like ghosts and things like that. They talk to her. And it's it wasn't necessarily on the same page of Are You Afraid of the Dark or Goosebumps One, because it was a reoccurring character. It wasn't like a story of the week type thing. And two, because from memory, a lot of the episodes weren't very dark. At least in the first season. I did read like, so season, there was a season three as well, but that was a change in the main character. So basically the girl who played Thea left the show and they got a new girl named Annie, who's played by Alex Johnson. And when I was younger, I did not see Annie, but I got two seasons of Fiona. So I wanted Thea. And it was weird to me that the main character, who was like the daughter of the musician in the show, like not obviously not her real daughter, but like the daughter of the musician and the, the sister of the guy named Jack was leaving. And we're getting this new girl named Annie, who's not even there. Like she's not even kin to them. This is weird. So <clears throat> growing up watching So Weird, I did not care for, for Alex Johnson, um, I, I, which is funny because there's a flip to this, but she ended up becoming in my life end up becoming my favorite of all of them personally because she went on to star in the movie Instant or the show instant star in the movie found final, final destination three and um it's funny because in the show instant star she's kind of playing the same character as annie she's an aspiring singer she wins this kind of music competition and i just i love instant star season two by the way that season two soundtrack is one of my favorite tv so- tv show like Teen drama TV show soundtracks, and honestly, I love it because I loved Degrassi growing up. Degrassi was one of my favorite shows to watch. Like, I, I actually blame them for part of my accent because I loved the way that they spoke, and like, I just it just started coming out of me speaking like them. Um, but Degrassi is one of my favorites, and a lot of these shows like filmed in Canada, and I think so weird had to be one of them um, filmed in Canada. And so, uh, I when I saw star, I was oh my god, it's 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 Annie, it's Annie from so weird like what the heck so yeah um she ended up becoming someone i really liked and i haven't really gotten to see i'm watching rewatching watching the show and i have not gotten to season three yet but i did learn that the actress who played fiona she kind of is the reason why fiona was not in season three i always thought as a kid that they changed her because you know shows change because you know marketing and maybe some kids are getting too old or they're going for another kind of look because blonde blue eyed is like a disney channel staple right that's kind of what the girls on there tend to look like so i thought maybe that's why they changed her but like at the time that it was airing there weren't that many blonde blue-eyed girls on disney channel you had like i think the jersey jet jackson i mean jet jackson you had his his sidekick but like for the most part like that wasn't what was like back then you know disney channel had different colors and all i mean, they still do but you know what i mean like it was it was it felt less run-of-the-mill i guess on disney channel a lot of the shows didn't feel as safe as they are now um But yeah, like, I mean, so Fiona left, and I found out there was a season three that would have focused more on, like, Jack and his abilities, Fiona and her abilities, uh, why she's able to do what she's able to do, and their father. And I guess her and Jack were going to go to hell and get their dad, and I guess they just, like, the producers at Disney just thought this was too dark, which, I mean yes but at the same time awesome like, this would have been an awesome kind of direction to take with the show um, like even the show like Disney aired a few different shows uh, from Canada or I think from Canada that they only aired like a few seasons of because I grew up watching Babysitter's Club, Ready or Not Flash Forward, I had no idea these these shows ran for much longer and had darker issues over time because I grew up with, with like I said Ready or Not and I dare say Disney only played like the first two seasons of that show, I don't think they really played much more that I can remember there's also a show called in a heartbeat that I think one of the Ashmore brothers was on um and one of the I think Paige from Degrassi was also on that show when she was younger so there were a few shows that they played that were like based I think in Canada but they're like the uh the subject matter I think got to be a little bit too heavy too deep and they just kind of cut the cord on those shows and we slowly started seeing them on Disney Channel as much um but yeah, like I, I was, when I was reading the synopsis for season three, I was like, this would have been a great, and it would actually would have tied into a few of the other like earlier episodes of So Weird, but they ended up just kind of cutting it, which is unfortunate because now I really want to know what happened uh, or like what they could do. But I also thought about a revival of these shows, and I think like a season four, you know, could be in the works, would be kind of, well, it should be in the works, would be pretty awesome if you brought at least the, the younger cast back um, to tell that story. Or you just, you know, just kind of did a continuation, I guess. Um, which brings me to my next thing. I'm gonna after that. I'm gonna end this, and that is the Eerie, The show Erie, Indiana, came back in 1998, uh, called the Other Dimension, and that was <clears throat> that was terrible. <laughs> that was a terrible show. Basically, it was taking place in sort of like an alternate alternate dimension, as it says the Other Dimension, um, where instead of I can't remember the, the the main characters' names in that show, but they were basically like knockoff characters of these two the two original boys and it's funny because again it relates to Degrassi because the boy guy who, who plays Sean and Degrassi played the younger boy the redhead boy in this other dimension show um I recommend watching it if you get it. it's on Roku I think still but I recommend watching the original show uh Eerie Indiana and I, I will first of all let me recommend watching all of these shows because they're all great but um I recommend watching the original show so you can see exactly how craptastic that new show was and I dare say um Jet Jackson's sidekick is the older sister in the original Erie, Indiana show, and then in the updated show, um, I think the sister is the girl from Smallville, uh, Supergirl, who's also an instant star, who is also on the Disney Channel original movie, Alley Cat Strike. So again, there's a lot of recycling of these actors in these projects, and you can kind of link them together from from project to project, it's kind of insane. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's really cool. These shows are really cool for kids. And I don't know what's out there now for kids. I know there are like some kind of spooky shows, but I hear a lot of them have like laughing tracks, which is weird. But I, I do wonder where. Like, like, with technology the way it is now, and the storytelling somewhat being better now, I guess, depending on what you watch, it does surprise me that none of these things have really been brought back. Like, I think Disney should really do a So Weird 2.0. I think that'd be awesome. Um, or maybe a movie that kind of continues the story of B and have that actress come back. I know she retired in 2012, but maybe have her come back for this movie along with alex johnson's character then work together have jack come back have the two brothers uh clue and his older brother come back um to kind of go on this mission to save their father their father could still be in hell somewhere and i did see one of the episodes in the first season where like fiona goes through this sort of time loop thing where it kind of suggests that there's now two fionas living in the world because they break the time loop but that would technically mean that there's a second fiona somewhere maybe i'm wrong but that could kind of imply that there's more than one fiona out there so they could even use something with that sort of subplot of like maybe a dark fiona which i think is kind of where they were going at some point so they could even do that like a light fiona and a dark fiona would be kind of interesting i think it'd be kind of cool um but yeah just just some thoughts about that i would love to see another version of eerie Indiana. whether you get the, the other actors to come back or not would be kind of cool are you afraid of the dark i think has come back um temporarily. I know R.L. Stein had another show that I want to get into as well called uh, The Haunting Hour which I... Loved the haunting hour. I loved certain episodes, like I think one's called like Best uh, My Best Friend or whatever. Like oh, I love that episode. So so good. Or like Brotherly Something. Great episode. Great episode. But yeah, I'll, I'll get into that later too. And like uh that was another show that was very much like Goosebumps, but a little bit darker. I love that show. So yeah, I mean I would love to see these shows make a resurgence in some way, shape, or form. Again, Goosebumps has had movies come out since since uh I was a kid. They also have the haunting hour show too are you afraid of the dark had something come out i don't know if it was a new season or what but there's something for that that came out but it's just kind of so weird that in Erie, indiana i think it should have new things uh to bring to the table as well but anyway guys i will see you guys next time give these shows a chance if you get a chance again they are are you afraid of the dark um Eerie indiana goosebumps and so weird particularly get your hands on the 90s versions of these things i'm not talking about the newer goosebumps films or the 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 new are you afraid of the dark tv show i'm not so much talking about those i'm talking about the ones we the ones i grew up with in the 90s i think you guys might enjoy those if you have not seen them or if you were so young and i just triggered a memory go back and watch those i think you can watch are you afraid of the dark i want to say oh gosh i want to say probably on prime Maybe not. Maybe Hulu, something like that, or the NBC thing, the Peacock thing. I think you might be able to watch it on there. Um, Erie Indiana, as far as I know, it's still on a uh, Roku channel. Um, if you guys have a Roku TV, then it should be free for you. Uh, Goosebumps. I think you can still watch that on Netflix. I'm pretty sure all the seasons. Uh, so weird. You can watch it right now. Disney Channel is on there, and the Erie Indiana, the Erie uh, Indiana sequel. I think you can also watch that on the Roku channel as far as I know. If not, try to check the Peacock thing or whatever uh, Nickelodeon's a part of, whatever the package they're in. But I will see you guys next time. Have a spectacular rest of your night. I went there. I did that. Okay, I'll see you guys later. Peace.